Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. I'm your host, Laura Lynch, and today I have two special guests joining me. Hannah and Trisha, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'm Hannah Koner, and I'm 19 years old, and I've grown up memorizing scripture um, for most of my life, and I've actually been involved in the National Bible Bee for four years, both as a participant and as an alumni, and now I'm starting here at Scripture Memory Fellowship as a digital media specialist. Hello, I'm Trisha Williamson. My husband is the program administrator for Scripture Memory Fellowship. We have been married for 14 years, and we have two daughters, Kennedy, eight years old, and Audrey, five years old. And we're here today as a group of ladies to talk about ladies memorizing scripture. When I think about the conventions that I've attended with SMF over the years and the ladies I have talked with, I tend to find that Christian women want to do scripture memory, but they struggle to find time in a busy multitasking day. Uh, Trisha, Hannah, what kind of struggles do you find yourself or your girlfriends struggling with? Time management, for sure. Scripture memorization, it's, it's a spiritual discipline. And as with any life discipline, it's often hard to keep consistent, to keep motivated. It's so easy to be distracted by pressing daily tasks that just have to be done. So yeah, finding the time among all the other needs of the day, it's very hard. Yeah, to add on to what you said, Trisha, I would say definitely um, a common struggle that I see would be busyness, whether you're in college or you are working or you're doing homemaking or homeschooling, whatever it is, often it can be a struggle to find time to include scripture memorization in your daily schedule. Another thing I would say is lack of support, whether it's in your church or in your community. Often that can result in discouragement, and I've seen that quite a bit. I think discouragement is a key factor as well. Whether it's trying to help your Sunday school kids or your own kids memorize scripture, you find it an uphill road. And it's easy to get discouraged, especially if you've maybe set goals but not reached them. We want to share with you today some practical ways we have incorporated scripture memory into our busy lives. But let's start off with our passage of the day from Joshua 2, 8-13. This comes from the story of Rahab. Israelite spies have come to check out Jericho in the Promised Land, and despite her ties in every way to worldly Jericho, this non-Israelite woman, Rahab, protects the spies from being discovered. Here's what Rahab tells them. As it says in Joshua 2, 8-13, Before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that the fear of you has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon and Og, whom you devoted to destruction. 
And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God, in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord, that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house, and give me a sure sign, that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. There's so much we could say here, but let's notice that Rahab knew things about Israel's God, had heard stories about Israel's true God, and as a result, her heart was stirred to plead for mercy from God's people. What we see here is a woman who was surrounded by a pagan, godless culture who had evidently tuned her heart into truth, had thought it over, and now acted, spoke, intervened because of it. Wow. I would like to add, Rahab is an example of how far grace can reach. She had an immoral lifestyle. She was also a citizen of a pagan city, doomed to be brought down by the Israelites. However, grace found her out. In verses 12 and 13, she makes her plea for mercy. Here we see that Rahab confesses that God is her only hope and refuge for herself and her family. How did she know God was her salvation? By hearing what God had done, just like you said, Laura, for his people and by God's word. It's it's very cool. If you read in James 2, verse 25, when he's talking about the story of Rahab, James calls the spies messengers, not spies, but messengers. Why did he do that? Mm, Because God had a divine meeting set in place for the spies in Rahab. These messengers carried with them the gospel truth. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Rahab heard the word and was saved, both spiritually and physically. One day she was living a sinful life in complete and utter darkness, knowing that any moment the Israelites were coming to destroy her city. But, oh, aren't we so grateful for those buts in our lives? (laughs) But the next day, God intervenes to save her. What a complete change this must have been for her. What love and care the Father has for Rahab and even for us. He sought her out to save and protect her. Even now, God is still saving and protecting his children. Yes, he is, and he has given his children his word. And and as we think about memorizing God's word as ladies in today's culture, the distractions are very real. We have to be like ivy climbing up a wall, not stopping our spiritual growth and giving up because there is a wall of obstacles and busy schedules, but using that wall, the busy lives we live, to somehow serve us as we climb upward anyway. Trisha, Hannah, what kind of practical tips do y'all use for memorizing scripture in your life? I would say that as the teacher side of me, I would say you need to know your learning style and progress from there. What is your learning style? Do you need to move? Do you need to sing? Do you need to write? Knowing your learning style can make the difference of how you approach memorizing scripture and retaining that scripture for the rest of your life. That's really good. I would just add to say that 
I personally am a very detail-oriented person and I'm motivated by goals. So to have some sort of detailed goal set in place has really proved to be beneficial for me. And I think that in setting aside time every day, whether it's a goal of 15 minutes a day to memorize or whether it's a monthly goal of a chapter or a passage that you want to complete or even a yearly goal of I want to memorize this book of the Bible this year, whatever your goal is, it can be very helpful just to set that in place that no matter how busy you are in that current season of your life that you have set something in stone and that you are going to try to attain that. And I know that in picking up that time, you will find that consistency really helps because once you have a habit, then it becomes just second nature to you. And then it will be a lot easier to stick to that and memorize on a daily basis or monthly basis. And that way you can have that extra encouragement and you will see the fruit of that in your daily life. Yeah, setting goals is helpful. And so is sharing those goals with a friend. You know, if you have another lady in your life who will listen to you recite, memorize the same verses with you, you will go so much further together than alone. So that's something to keep in mind as you think about goals. It doesn't have to be you alone doing this. It may be you with a friend. Now, as we think about practical tips, and I was just reflecting on this in my personal life, I have come to find that uh, inevitably, uh, don't we all ladies spend a lot of time at the kitchen sink and at the bathroom sink? And I recently received a laminator machine, and I have laminated some It sounds really basic, but I've just laminated some verses and put them by those two places where I know I will daily end up. And even if I have the toothbrush in my mouth, if my eyes can be looking over that verse, I find that my scripture memory goes better if I have had the constant exposure to them in those frequent places. Also, if you go to the gym, I picked up this tip from a caller years ago, and it always stuck with me. She said she keeps a little note card at one end of the swimming pool lap lane. And while she is swimming her lap, she's thinking slash memorizing in her head one phrase from the verse. She gets to the end of the lap. She looks at the next line, and then she swims the next lap. Now, obviously, we would say, you know, sitting with our cup of coffee on a quiet back porch overlooking the mountains might be the most optimal way to memorize scripture. But, you know, ladies, let's face it, we're all talking about busy lives. So where can you make your schedule serve you to incorporate scripture memory? It might be on your commute. Maybe that's not so much a memorization time as it is a time to just review and recite verses that you had previously memorized. Or it might be using an app like Verse Locker to play verses on a loop so that you can be listening to them as you're driving. And as we think about helping ladies memorize, uh, Trisha, do you have any other final thoughts before we close here? I would like to encourage the mothers out there We all want our children to memorize scripture, but often it starts with us as the examples first. You are the example that your children look up to. You are who they see. So you need to be excited about this and see it catch fire rare kids. If you are excited, they will be excited. If it's fun for you, it will be fun for them. Some A tip that I would like to give is every week there is a certain part of my week that I go in my bedroom by myself and I pick the verses that my children will be learning. Usually we learn three a week 
And for those three verses, I set them to some little catchy tune, a song that they know from a musical or a hymn, something that's just fun that they could learn very easily. And then I record it on my phone. And for the next week, I have it memorized and I have the phone there for them to listen to mama trying to sing. And it's so funny to them, <laughs> but we're, we're laughing at each other. We're encouraging each other and we're learning in such a fun way where um, if we mess up, there's the recording to help us and to encourage us on, but also we can move around, we can do motions, we can do whatever we can to get that verse into our head, into our body, and carry it with us for the rest of our lives. So mama, it starts with you. Daddies, it starts with you. Parents, just stay encouraged and excited about this, and it will carry on to your children. That was great, Tricia. Thanks for sharing that. Well, I don't know about you, but when I think about Eve and Genesis, it just makes me want to shake my head. Eve listened to the serpent. She didn't obey God's word, and she led her husband into sin. One example to start off the history of womanhood. But I also shake my head because it's so understandable. It's so easy to listen to our world, even our world of well-intending friends, and be persuaded that is more important than the words of our God. Ladies, wherever God has placed you, you are influencing lives around you. If we ever hope to follow God and lead others to do so, then how can we neglect God's word? Memorizing is not the end in and of itself, but it will jumpstart you on a path to learn, meditate, obey, and share God's truth. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you for joining us on the Scripture Memory Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe and join us again. In the meantime, we challenge you to consider your schedule afresh and find an existing time slot where you can incorporate Scripture Memory. Thank you for joining us. God bless. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.